Previously on D&D&D, Nils looks up and sighs. We're now headed to Oyokodo, where we think we can find more information. Oyokodo? Very interesting. This is a theory Plintherin had shared with us before he disappeared, that there might be some connection between a series of legendary items strewn across the world that might have something to do with this curse that has befallen my wife's family. Jen says, there is a wealth of not just knowledge at our university, but artifacts and items as well that I'm, I'm sure would intrigue a group such as you. I hope that you guys find what you're looking for in the Child Islands. When you're ready and you've solved whatever is wrong with Fletch, please come back, and I really would like to help you. Kai, does the word Madeiras mean anything to you? Inside the volcano, long ago, lived Madeiras, the dragon. Dragon, 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 dragon. The dragon. Fuck yeah. The legends say that his scales reflect all the lights of the volcano, so he always looks like he's aflame. A disco ball. Oh. You need us to go fight that dragon? No one can fight the dragon. That's part of what brought Ivicome down. Some say he was successful and did manage to conquer the dragon, but others say that Madeiras is just hiding away and waiting for his revenge. Hey, Abelor, give us the mirror shard, man. We are authorized to turn over the artifact. However, we need you to enter the volcano, confront the dragon Madeiras, and end this curse. Oh, All that's right. it? What's the dragon have to do with the ghosts? That whole rundown, you best speak to the professors. You have three days to complete this mission. Okay, okay. Okay. We'll yeah. see you later, quote unquote, Dragon Slayer. Or else we'll get what fired from our job we're doing for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Welcome to D&D Indeed, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel, and with me today are the fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hello. Where are the fun people? Oh, oh my god, that was so aggressive. I got scared. It's, it's, it's well, I mean, different. usually he says, with me are some fun people, but like being called the fun people makes it feel like it's like Gressel and the fun people. It's like a band or something. Oh, yeah, that's like a 60s band cartoon. It's such For a sure. weird thing that happened where I didn't know what to say in the first episode. Now, a hundred later. This is what we do. We're the fun people. Yeah, no, it's definitely a band cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like you travel the country in a bus solving mysteries. The animation is shitty. Fletch, or I'm I'm sorry. Wow, I just did it. Flack <laughs> slides in on his knees, playing as the uke. Yeah, in the intro, yeah. you know. <laughs> is this your way of saying the ghost is going to be just an old man who is like using like flashlights and a mask? Yep. Ha, uh, Marta. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my my stuff wasn't recording. Oh, your stuff but, was But that's oh. okay, though. Can we do right? a quick sync? Yeah, I was. I didn't say anything. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, another sync? All right, let's do another sync for- This stays in, though, as yeah. punishment. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I pressed all the buttons. It just didn't do anything. You had all the clues. One, two, three. Thank for you. Best. I hear policemen in my head. That's shame recording. <laughs> uh, we're going to just do the Ochre Project again this week. They do good Yay! work, and we're going to support them again. We are on board. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Until we can once again meet and I can feed you. I just want to so badly. It's not going to be for so long. <laughs> What's so crazy is that if we release that shirt, mm-hmm. yeah, that shirt 
is so indicative of like the times right now. <laughs> Gretzel is the cat, Makoto. Yeah. Just I just want to feed you. I just want to feed <laughs> you. Our most recent D and D and D exclusive Patreon shirt is Makota the cat saying, "I just want to feed you." It's so good, and that's it's just Gressel standing. Now it's Gressel. It really is. It's it's <laughs> driving me nuts, and it's also a bummer. We t- we've talked about this before, but like it's a bummer all the different Japanese food that I can't make for you guys. I have been <laughs> working on uh, omu rice, which uh, <laughs> I would have gotten right if I had to <laughs> for the show. <laughs> what is that? It's a Japanese omelet over fried rice, and it's you, you should look. I'll I'll send you a gift, Joel, in the chat. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a very special thing that's very difficult to do. And Mark and I have been trying to get it right. <laughs> Mark's gotten so closer hard. than I have. Is that Ooh. like what? Or no, it can't be. The guy in like Jiro Dreams of Sushi who's like the eldest son who just makes rice. Uh, it's it's that kind of thing where it's something that is very hard and yeah. so specific. It's very specific. What? Unreal. Yeah. I just, I'll never get over my mom calling him the, he's the Prince Charles of Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, I was like, oh my God. That's so accurate. Uh just he's never gonna be king dude just making that rice all right so we're gonna pick up pretty much where we left off last we played you guys had returned to the parent island after your adventure to cure fletch's curse you have returned to the university uh, of oyakoto where you were originally invited to attend once you landed on the island by Jen and uh, the other archaeology professors who you met in Night's Pass. But you had to go to the Child Island to cure Fletch's curse, and then you were sucked into the Feywild, confronted by Yanathan, briefly imprisoned, escaped through a portal, fought off a magic mushroom. These sound like the lyrics to the Leonard Nimoy Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> yes! <laughs> escaped in a barrel from the elf king hall (laughs) yeah then you went to a tortle island and escaped from that you met ryleth and abelor you were tasked by the ombricos trading company to fix the ghost problem on the parent island because it is seemingly getting worse abelor gave you three days to do this you don't know what the consequences of missing that deadline would be but you have a deadline nonetheless he took Ryleth, Raxus, and Borned to go blame Raxus for the attempted takeover of the Tortles in order to ensure the loyalty of the Tortles to the company going forward. Now, you are on the university grounds and you need to meet with the professors to find out more about the volcano and how you're going to deal with the ghosts. You pass through the courtyard near the statue of Invicome and Medeiros that is made out of pure magical energy. This is a statue that depicts Invicome as like a powerful conqueror defeating the dragon Medeiros. And you go up a set of stairs to the second level of this castle, cross the courtyard via a walkway, and then enter into a large like half library, half laboratory. This is a very big research room, it looks like. And you see that at different tables throughout the room or next to bookshelves or up by a chalkboard, you recognize 
Billy and Mika and Jen, the three tabaxi that you met in Night's Pass, as well as Nozo, who was the uh, representative of the university who came down to meet you when you first arrived. Zabis, is this one of your like fantasies of all these books? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like the music swells, <laughs> all the. I don't know. I'm just gonna go look at stuff. Like I want to go, maybe even just move to start touch. Just okay. Touch the lab equipment. Great. <laughs> is anyone mad at me? <laughs> no. In fact, you still find a bookshelf, and there are three books that catch your eye. So I just sent a link in the chat. And you can click that link, and then there Chris will be... Chris is just waiting for someone to do something so he can send us this link. <laughs> there will be titles that you can click on oh my that gosh. should then take you to different books. Oh, shit. Dang, Russell. Okay, I'm going to be reading these, so bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jed, Micah, Billy! Every It's been so long! How are you? Oh, thank God you guys have made it. We were worried we'd never see you again. Oh, you, you know, sometimes people leave your life and it just takes a little bit of time before they come back into it. I didn't realize we were that close, though. I'm going to be honest. This is Jen talking. I'm going to be honest. This, uh, it was really more based on we need you to help. You need us? Oh, my God. I love making new friends, you guys. Look at this. Yeah. We were hoping you would help us before and then you went to the child island. Did you get the curse fixed? Look at me. I'm smiling. So I'm fixed. Yes, we fixed it. That's good news. Uh, I wish I could say that uh, things were good here, but they're decidedly the opposite. That means they're bad. Yes. Yeah. Everything's bad. We noticed uh, there was a ghost problem when we arrived. Well, the journey to arriving and then as we arrived. It's just, it's been nothing but bad. The ghost problem has been getting worse fast. We're not sure exactly what is causing the deterioration and you see that they have on the blackboard, there's drawings of the volcano. There's like crude maps. There is like a three sphere Venn diagram type image. There's writing in a language that uh, you can't understand. There are papers strewn about the tables. On one table, there is a full alchemy set, beakers and burners and stuff, different colored liquids. Nozo seems to be dealing with that issue right now. There are different books open on tables. They're in like full research mode. Jen says, just when the ghost problem was starting to get really bad, this was shortly after you guys left, then the company showed up and it, things just went from bad to worse. And then Billy like scoffs. She's not really looking at you. She's got her head in a book, but you can hear her like scoff and say on her breath, like, goddamn bloodsuckers. Excuse me, Mr. Uh, librarian. <laughs> With a full teacher voice, he goes, yes, Zabbis. Uh, two of these books have, have locks on them and I can't access uh, the books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, yes, there are a couple of very old volumes that, uh, that Zabbis has that have physical locks on them that Jen needs to unlock with a key, <laughs> evidently. A.K.A. <laughs> okay, password-protected Google Doc. Yeah, okay, uh, can you give me access to this Google Doc, please? Damn it, I thought I was being so clever with the links. <laughs> also, it's cool, I this first link, or this first book I just read, uh, it's cool, just like world-upending shit. Wait, what? 
Really? No, it's fine. You read so read fast. You read that whole book? I read notes. that whole book. No, I can explain. You want me to explain and like ruin your lives? Yeah. Are you ready? I guess. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. TLDR. What? Uh, too long, didn't read. The, there's eight gods and goddesses, right? Yeah, we know that. Mm-hmm. They created like just all of the all of the extremes in life, good, bad, light, dark, sadness, happiness. But then they separated those into two worlds, the fae world and the like shadow world, where so they couldn't like conflict with each other. But then some on accident, a third realm popped up and that's where we're from we're a fucking accident we're not supposed to exist oh yeah that makes that sense, makes sense. <laughs> everything's random there's no control but like we're just forgotten bastard kids yeah yeah that explains a lot of the suffering and uh problems Wait, in the world so- that i've seen if you know our gods have abandoned us because we're an accident that yeah that checks out to me <laughs> so we're we're not world one and we're not world two we're world Three. We're world three. Oh, that sucks, though. I yes! didn't think about it. Like that's that. what I mean. We're world three. No one gives a fuck about We're just like a bullshit world. We're world trace. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. That's... Well, hey, no, you know what? First is the. Third's, third is the worst. No. We're the ones with the hairy chests. What? <laughs> yeah. Just look at Fletch. I mean, it's growing back, but on a good day. <laughs> yeah. That. Ex- that explains it. You're putting World 3 on my chest? What? This book says that it knows how to contact the gods and goddesses that abandoned us, and it's through eight... Let me double check here. Uh, beacons? Well, it just says eight, like, portals. Yeah, so the beacons. Of wood, mountain, volcano, cavern, bog, battlefield, seabed, and chasm. Volcano? And that's where they converge with the other realms so ah. so how do we become wor- world one i don't want to be world three <laughs> i know being world three is bullshit i totally agree. This- i think we have two options here guys we can either stage a war against world one and assert no, our dominance that's the opposite of what this book is saying to do <laughs> oh you didn't tell us that yeah so okay, okay excuse I'm, me i'm, I'm just sorry, spitballing I here just summarize the whole book the other you. option is we could just you know move there well that's what it's saying we should reestablish relations with our fey ancestors so like we technically they're they're our ancestors also so fe- wait okay hold, hold on dad. world two is actually world one is yanathan my uh, dad am i the heir of Earthadar? it's more like both worlds are world one and then we're we're, we're world, world three two. No, that's not how it works. When you have rankings and there's a tie, (laughs) you skip the next one because we're still third out of three. That's how that works. There's just no world two then. There's no world two? We've been calling it world two for years. Yeah, we have. We're wrong. There's two world ones and we're world three. And also this this book does warn that we we can't like just totally disregard the shadow world either. We have to have empathy for it and find the silver lining of it. So Shadow World is World 1B? Yeah. Okay. Although even that's not, because, you know, they both, you know. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around just, this. Like, right, because they both were brought into, they're twins. They're, but, I would say they're twin worlds, and we're like the younger. If we're an accident, why, why is there, why, why, why do we have to have 
empathy? Why is there instructions for us to to work hard to? I know it's bullshit that it's all on us. I agree. Yes, join me in my dark place. Question everything. I'm falling, Juno. I'm falling. Catch us, Juno. Well, I'll try and catch you, but you're you're bigger than me, and I'm gonna drop you. Well, you can. Thanks. Well, maybe that's how we become ultimately world one because we can make everyone realize that like when you have both it's pretty nice i guess i don't know well, like, i mean i think it sucks but like the world's gonna glow and it's gonna be like congratulations you're now world one i don't think that's no i i mean <laughs> achievement I just unlocked. Mean, yeah no achievements here <laughs> yeah i just mean to bring balance you know mika says I know that, you know, for some people who aren't used to access to this kind of knowledge, uh, it can be... Yeah, why aren't you mad? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been a, a professor here for years, and I was a student before that, so I've kind of been over this. But, you know, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Why don't uh, I get you guys some tea? We'll sit down. We'll talk. Um, here, let me unlock those other books for you. Thank you. And I'm going to I'm going to go read those. I got to take off my headphones. No, you though, know what? I'm looking at this text right now and I don't know if it was made clear, at least not to me, that our third world here, our known world is visible to the universe, but unseen by the gods. Oh, yeah, that's right. The gods also they literally don't know we can't exist. see us. They can't see us. And then said, hey, we can't see you, but have empathy for all the other worlds. Yeah, this is this is a lot of let's bullshit. fucking kill the gods. They're assholes. Well, hey, I, hey, oh, hey, I don't know. You're lucky they can't see us. I hope they can't hear us, too, man. <laughs> well, I mean, no, we got to leg up. Dude. They won't see it coming. <laughs> No. The uprising. Okay, I'm gonna read these other books. So, pop in these. Hey, up, Fletch. I can't read and what you guys at the same time. Sorry, Fletch. Do you ever just miss being alone? It was just you and nature. I do, and none of the complicated responsibilities and feelings. This world is so complicated. It is. It's not even the first world. <sighs> I'm like, I'm so happy that we all met, but. I don't know if I like knowing this knowledge. Margie, what do you think? I mean, if you've lived as long as I have, it's all kind of nothing surprising, really. Okay. Did I ever believe that the gods saw me? Nah. Did I hope? Probably. <laughs> you can't remember if you hoped or not. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, Nozo speaks up and he says... Uh, you guys are making a common mistake of people who read things for the first time of just believing it without questioning anything. I learned that. History's not always right. Who wrote, yeah. the, who wrote those books? <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. Just like, whoa. Did the company write the books? Did the university write the books? Who did it? It looks like the book that your friend was referencing was the visions of Ilvisar Edithas, who, who the was a... He was a mad elven prophet and seer uh, from long, a long time ago who was given these visions of these alleged great gods uh, and these convergence points. I, I have to admit, I don't know if there's too much truth into the... Uh, into have you, you guys haven't investigated the convergence points? Well, there's no doubt that here on this island, there is certainly a portal between worlds. Okay. And it is guarded or was guarded by the great dragon Madeiras. This we know is true. Sounds like evidence in favor of Ilvisar Edothas. <laughs> Edothas. 
Uh, it's a, it takes some time uh, to study the dialect. It's, Dope it's, it's, ass Ilvasar. Dope ass Ilvasar. Wait, so if he if he was if he was so mad, maybe he was correct because he that what's what drove him mad. Just like it's driving us mad. I'm mad. I'm pissed. Yeah, you wanted to kill all the gods a second ago. What's going on, <laughs> Fletch? Because everything, the walls around me are crashing down, and everything is an accident. <laughs> We're not supposed to be here. But you are. I know, and that's. But they. But they. But the, the gods are assholes. But they ain't doing nothing. So why are they assholes? Because they're you not doing anything. You came here on your own two feet. I, I gotta sit down. Fletch, as someone who has gone through many a crisis and is currently in my, well, not I guess the deepest, darkest one, but this maybe the second, the most recent. Uh, Mar- Margin said something to me that was very helpful um i don't know what i can even care about except i know that we can be there for our friends because our friends matter and and we can fight for them so you know you have us you have pete that does make sense thank you you know i'd say as a whole we are remarkably good at dealing with existential revelations (laughs) (laughs) i looked at zabbis who's just got his head in a book (laughs) (laughs) We have collected enough evidence to know for sure that there are three realms. We have, yes. we have proof of this, and we know that there are ways to travel between these realms. Uh, yeah, we've been there. Wait, have we been to Shadow World? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Well, we've seen their ambassadors. What about the, the elemental planes? Is that part of a realm, or is That's that part a good of question. different worlds? Wait, what, what are the elemental planes, dude? Jen speaks up and he goes over to the blackboard and he points at the circles and he says, well, the elemental planes, we believe, were created the same way that some of the demigods were created. You see, in the early days after the visions of... Tell Evis- us their accidents. Tell us their accidents. Uh, in, the, <laughs> in the early days of planar travel, uh, after the visions of Ilvasar, the exposure to the cosmic energies in between realms as beings traveled created things like demigods and created the pocket dimensions when beings were lost in between. Uh, so the life energy of these lost beings blossomed into, into these pocket dimensions. Uh, so you have things like the elemental plane of air uh, that was created when a great storm giant was lost between realms. And there we was... Talked, an- we talked to him. We talked to this storm giant. Marjorie and I did. Really? Yeah. He told us to go to the small islands. I would love, when all of this is over, I would love to sit down and talk to you, because I feel like that could be easily published in any of the great publications uh, across the known world about planar travel. Our group has just like stumbled into so many academically <laughs> fascinating situations, <laughs> but we have just like no... <laughs> outlet or interest in in well one publishing but two just like imagine the things that could be discovered from what we know <laughs> i yeah i mean i guess if we survive all of this then i'll be glad to help, to discuss what we he's literally the reason why we went to the child island yeah he's why we're here yeah hmm. he said the child island's better than your island well pretty much it's fascinating 
fascinating. Guys, I'm glad he's not mad. He just starts making notes. Well, speaking of the child island and Jen, since you are serving tea, Jen, what's what's going on with you and Mimi? Because I got the distinct impression that Child Island and Main Island Tabaxi don't really uh, get along, but you were friends, right? Mimi understands the kind of work that Mika and Billy and I do uh, and the reasons why we were out in the world um, collecting information. You see, we have been researching the issue with the these ghosts. We have been researching the problem between Ivacome and Aluna that has plagued our islands since their great conflict. And we have come to the conclusion that that seems to be tied in some way to the events, uh, historical events in Night's Pass. Oh? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, which is why we were there. We were researching a book that we had found called The Second Convergence and the Moonshadow Summit. It was a rare manuscript by one of the first uh, archdruids of the Order of Galadoy, and it brought to light knowledge that we didn't know about the connections between realms. You see, originally, when they were all created shortly thereafter, there was some sort of big, basically, uh, like an earthquake in space, to put it simply. A space quake? A space quake. <laughs> that sounds like a Gerard Butler movie. <laughs> <laughs> and all three realms were kind of bumped together, and at the points where they overlapped, the convergence points were created. Those were the originally the only ways that people could travel between the realms before knowledge and study wizards were able to create portals on their own. Years and years and years and years later, it happened again. There was a concentrated cluster of convergence points in the Moonshadow Valley, and they needed to be guarded. Why? Once the convergence points were discovered, and once beings discovered that there was the power to create demigods and create these powerful forces using the cosmic energy between realms, beings wanted to exploit that. So the gods originally enlisted the help of eight great dragons to guard these convergence points. Those dragons stood sentinel over these for for eternity. They were granted untold amounts of power, and they became the dominant dragons, the Draconis Domines. They guard those portals. But when the second convergence happened, the dragons who had been hunted and things over the centuries weren't willing to give up one of their young to be another guard. So the gods made a request of someone who had ancestry from all three realms to become the guard of this new convergence point. And that was the original Lord Earthadar. Mm. Whoa. How do you have how do you descend from three realms? Stuff gets mixed throughout time. Oh sure, okay, yeah. Like an accident. Maybe at some point I can't speak to that specific family line that far back. We don't have those records. I wouldn't want to make a uh, uh, draw a conclusion without any kind of evidence. Um these dragons agreed to give gifts to the their new uh, mostly human sentinel to help aid his job of guarding over these these uh convergence points. And we believe that it is one of these gifts that has uh, potentially caused our, our ghost problem. We traveled to Night's Pass to research 
why isn't this uh, ninth point being guarded? Why isn't, you know, why is there this turmoil amongst the realms? And we found out that there seems to be a problem in the line of, of Earthdars. Uh, mm. and, and now those gifts, those great gifts from the dragons have been scattered throughout the world instead of being used to make sure that there's balance. Oh. Who has Eagle Strike? I do. I pull it out of the sheath and show it. All the tabaxi lose their fucking minds. Like, they all rush over, and they try to grab it, and then they're, like, fighting <laughs> over it. Hey, I push them away. I'm guarding Margarine. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it to them. <laughs> they're all just, like, batting, like, yeah, cats, yeah, too. Yeah, they <laughs> are. <laughs> they're, like, yeah, hissing at each other. And- no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We, the, here, here, you can see it. I think this is what you're talking, one of the things that you're talking about, right? It is. This is incredible. Where did you, do you have any idea what you're holding? Yeah, Eagle Strike. <laughs> It makes a bird noise. It is a gift. I loaded it into my bow and arrow and shot it at a, at a <laughs> ceiling once. <laughs> I carried it around for a while, but it was a little big for me. <laughs> I shot it with my bow and arrow. Uh, yeah. I loaded it into my bow and I shot it at the ceiling. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. How many convergence points are there? Nine? Well, the, the moon shadow one is kind of like scattered all over. There's like alpha ones and then one fractal one right yes we're still working to map it all completely but we believe that the second convergence created a like micro version of the original one that's why you as as members of the order of the gala doi and and he indicates your armor Mm -hmm. are aware of course of the beacons yeah Mm -hmm. so the beacons are the like the second convergence ones yes that's what we believe from our from our research the beacons are all parts of one convergence point. Yes, that, that is what we're hoping to prove. And that second convert, like all those little micro ones, are the ones that this family is supposed to guard. Correct. And they're currently unguarded. Yes. Hank, I feel complicated about that because I, I know that Nils loves his son and all, but this is kind of an important job, right? Yeah. He's slacking off? Well, can a child slack off, or does the parent prevent him from doing his labor? Hmm. And maybe just that the Fey Wild misinterpreted it, or tried to change the role of the Guardian to be the one to be sacrificed? Wait, how long has the second portal set, how long has that been in turmoil? Not long. Oh. Not long. It's it's only been by our our calculations maybe twenty five ish, give or take years. Whoa. Oh well, that lines up with Hank. He's twenty five. What'd you think? Yeah, he was he like was five. A, he was a lost child, and, and then he grew up. Oh, I've been looking for a boy. Oh, oh. Well, he's still a boy to me. We should be looking for a man. Oh, yeah, no. man. Yeah, just that in your head. <laughs> I have a question. Yes, Sabbath. In one of these books, it says, so there's like a bunch of dragons. This book only describes four because all the pages got ripped out. Yeah, yes. Unfortunately, some of our records are incomplete when they get that old. Yeah. So one of the dragons is this emerald dragon. And it says that she, like, through her powers, the roots of 
for was forays emerald is that like oh the-, the great forest to the west okay so that forest grew it says it grew deep and wild and drawing on the nearby fey energy became a dangerous labyrinth did we go through uh a, a legit portal and not one of the fragmented ones like and not know it well a dragon wouldn't let us no, do that but i can see how you would be confused that's not the la- that's not the maze that you went through with the dryad okay got it what about the swamp near Night's Pass? What's is Tumrock one of the Draconis Dominus? Zabus? That's not in this book. Oh. To- wait. No mention of swamp dragon. Remember when the lizards were talking about the dragon? Way back three years ago. Oh god. <laughs> when we started the podcast. That far back. I mean, there is a hold on all these books. Well, Zabbos is trying to figure that out. You guys know that the mirror shard is one of these gifts, right? We do suspect that. Yeah! We do suspect that. I pull out, I, I go to Zabbos and I get the bag of, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh! I get the bag uh, of holding. <laughs> Equal. <laughs> oh, we gotta check on Floggy. Uh, Floggy's I, dead. I dude. reach it's... in because I. Oh God! I reach in to try to find the. It turned into my nightmare. Floggy a grain silo to death. <laughs> oh. No. Is Floggy okay? Maybe. Let's find out. I reach in try to find the book, and it's just nuts, dude. It's, it's just, just nuts it's forever. It's just nuts. Dump it out. Okay. And I, I start to no, dump this gonna thing. No, we're going to strike a of this place on accident. It's as if you're upending your magic water bucket, but instead of water, it is acorns and walnuts. Just forever. And floggy. They just keep coming. Do you stop it or he's still pouring? Because you, you now have a pile that's about two feet wide and a foot tall. I stop pouring. Okay. I search the pile for floggy. I, I mean, we need another cute animal for the for the logo. <laughs> While you're looking animal. for Fluggy, there is a uh, a portal that's like bog. Ooh. So swamp dragon must have passed that one. <laughs> Fledge must have walked right past that. <laughs> you find Fluggy. Is he okay? Do we? Alive and well. Yeah. Oh. Shut up. Are you serious? Lugadoo. Although considerably fatter. Uh, and, and a little bit more foie gras like. Oh, oh no! Don't oh, then, then perhaps idea. you would like. All right, Fluggy. Uh, I have to be a more responsible parent, and um, you're on a diet now. Yeah, Fluggy is uh, engorged, and um, there's like a whistle sound. You can hear him breathing. Oh, Fluggy! Oh, God, I wish foie gras wasn't one of the most evil foods. It's so good, but it's so good. I've only had it once. And it was so delicious. It's amazing. And I'm never going to have it again. You can't get it in California anymore, I don't think. I don't think you can. Yeah, not real foie gras. I did not have it in California. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a, uh, a a foie gras duck now. Oh, no. That's not what I was trying to show you. <laughs> yeah, I hold it up yeah, like, them. look at this fat duck. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, no, and I stick my hand into the bag of holding, and I'm, like, fishing around trying to find the journal. Roll. What would this roll be? <gasps> Wait, I have a thing. Hold on. I can find it. I can so find it. I can. We need the journal, and we need the guest list. Hey, by the way, I have a drum. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the top off the drum, the canvas top of the drum, sure. and I put Fluggy in there, and that's his home now. 
Okay. Lives with a drum. Fluggy the drummer. Yeah. I also, um, anyone got like paper that I can make a little nest for him with? <laughs> All these old books. I reach into my pockets, but just more nuts come out. <laughs> it's just it's just so many nuts. I don't want him eating those. So, I'm sorry. Uh, that's not what I'm. I, I'm not trying to. I cast clairvoyance. <laughs> uh, it says I create an invisible sensor within range at a location familiar to you, uh, or an obvious location that is unfamiliar to you. Can I, Gressel? Can I use that to sense where the book is in there? Yes. Uh, mm. So here's how this is going to work. Because, but I have to roll wild magic. Oh yeah, so. you do have to roll wild magic. <laughs> no. So let's resolve Hold that. Hold on first. to your asses, yeah. Gressel. We got wild magic. You did. <gasps> oh, yeah. God. Oh God, what is going to happen? Well, it's good news Not that we're the with the, the scientists. Twenty-five. Not in the library. Please don't be a fireball. I know we just destroy. thousands of years worth of knowledge this comes from macaulay lear uh the player's hair turns to snakes for one minute who who whose hair oh man but my hair's all short your hair is super short so it's like those tiny little like eels that stick their heads out of the sand yeah like the ones that people are video chatting with i think that makes me feel more gross than if it were like medusa It's like little maggots. Ew. Oh, this yeah. is the worst. Too small. I don't like it. No, 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 no. Well, I didn't find the book, but <laughs> there you go. Margarine, uh, since you're like feeling your way for this with your hands, you're not like looking for it. Let's. Um, it feels good. Let's do a dex roll. Also, while while Marge is looking, Pete kind of starts looking at Zabbis and growling a little bit. Why? Because you got snakes on your head. So does everyone else. No, it's no, just, just, just you. Wait, just me? Yeah. yeah. Get a player, yeah. Ew. Oh, <laughs> you can like feel them moving. Yeah, it's like, t- it like tickles. Dirty 20. Okay, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Great. Um, you find the guest list and the journals of Plinther and B. Lamore. Ha-ha! So uh, Marjorie, in story, like spreads all of this out on the table. To share with everybody in the room. Oh, that's right. The player played upon his pipe. Fleck. Uh, yes. M- Malik's flute. Get get that out. Show them. Hey, look, I found a flute. I was given it. It was given to me. I, p- I play it. Mika goes and pulls a book from a shelf and flips through it and finds a like rough sketch of a similar flute. Ooh. And says, this wasn't explicitly one of the gifts from the dragons, but it does seem connected in some ways to those legends. Seems important somehow to whatever whatever duties are involved in guarding that second convergence. It says the gambler played her game of chance. Who has the bone dice? Me. We just got those off of some randos, though. No way do we... I don't know. No way. The bone dice are not that. Okay. There's also a passage about the mayor, which may mean me. <laughs> I don't think it's Not you. everything's about you, Flag. <laughs> I don't know. I'm seeing. I'm seeing the Piper, the Mayor, the Gambler. These all. This poem might be about me, you guys. <laughs> what you're supposed to be the guardian? Inspiration, Jim. <laughs> oh, but but now this does make more sense. As which did wizard great offense demanded he swift recompense for the broken glass? Oh, oh like the mirror. As which did wizard. Eva Kome and Luna. Oh yeah, which two wizard great offense? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And guys, look it. They came together in the night when the shadows danced against the light. The leaf has left, the moon his right. They gather for the meal. That's talking about the air of Earthadar, the leaf goddess and the moon goddess. And mm. the night and the light are the two worlds that are better than us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they came together. That's hard to do. <laughs> That's the convergence. <laughs> right, yeah. Jesus Christ. Where'd you get this? This is this is a. Uh... We went to the opera. <laughs> like we stole it. <laughs> I was naked. Oh, this is a. I was naked. This is from the great bard Majumbo Namzarit. This is quite the, quite the piece. So okay, so everything on the guest list. These are like the gifts given by the dragons to people who guard these like new. Well, weren't they all supposed to be given to the heir of Earthadar? That's what we believe, yes. Yeah. And this guest list was written uh, last generation in order to find him, because they seem to have been scattered across the globe. When we were in Night's Pass researching, there seems to have been some corruption over time of what exactly that role was. Right, it's not to be sacrificed as the elves want, right? We don't believe so. We're not sure exactly what the process is. We know that the dragons had to give up some kind of connection to the known world in order to ascend to become the dominant dragons. We know that there was some sort of ascension process, but what that was is lost to time. Like giving up gluten or... or... It might be a little more complicated than that, but I can see how that would be, uh, you know, upsetting for some dragons. Surely not dairy. We're, we're losing the thread here a little bit, Juno. Right, yeah. We know that there was some kind of ritual. We have a partial first-hand account from somebody who was there, uh, the, the first Archdruid of Galadoy, but we, we don't know what the repercussions of that were. Part of the ascension process for the dragons seems to have made them eternal, but we don't think that that's the case for the heir of Earthadar because the subsequent heirs had to take over. Uh, so whatever the gifts from the dragons were seems to have uh, helped to make this mortal person something more. That's our working theory anyways. So the dragon that's closest to us right now in the, in the volcano, is he or she the all-powerful dragon? One of them? Yes, in, in this volcano is Medeiros, the Draconis Domine that is associated with the sun. Uh, we know this because Ivicome ventured into the volcano and did battle with him. You might have seen the statue outside. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. We always grew up being told that this was a great achievement by our people, uh, and it led to a lot of the knowledge that this university was founded on and allowed for the parent island Tabaxi to prosper. But it seems in the last, you know, in the century since that the dark side of whatever happened in that battle is is really coming out. And we're now seeing the repercussions of that with our, our ghost problem. Hey, I'm reading the journal and the part about Oyakoto says that it's rumored, according to my guide, that Eva Kobe is but one man who has extended his life through dark magics, though he'd have to be a particularly crafty wizard if that were true. As the lords Eva Kobe have always been seen to grow old before a younger man takes his place. The fuck? What, like, 
Okay, here, let me, let me share my wisdom here. All these ghosts are the dead lives of the tabaxi who live on this island. But not, but the tabaxi may not necessarily be dead, it's just parts of them. But the child island tabaxis just are one and done over there. Did Eva Kome do something weird with dark magic to extend his life at the behest of his people? That's a theory. I uh, see. I'm a leader too, <laughs> and I would never do that. Nozo speaks up. He's over at the alchemy table, and he comes over and he's clutching a torn piece of paper, and it is uh, very, very old and very, very worn, and the the ink on it is incredibly faded, and it is in a um a completely, completely foreign language, even compared to the Tabaxi language that you see on the on the um the chalkboard and stuff. And he says, I've been working on trying to translate this note that one of our researchers was able to retrieve from within the volcano. Marjorie just smiles and crosses her arms waiting for him to finish. It seems to be a hurriedly scratched record of Ivacome's last thoughts as he entered into the volcano. It was found next to a, a very, very old skeleton. Part of it was torn, part of it was burned and we only were able to decipher some of it. I've been working on these translations, and so far, I've only managed to make out pieces. It seems that Ivakome was trying to make some sort of deal with Madeiras to extend life. Hey, Zabis. Yeah? Could you take a look at this and just tell him what it says? <laughs> with eyes of the runekeeper. Yes, that's right! Marjorie's so fucking smug. Dude, she feels so good. She feels so, so, like, the power is surging through her blood. Marjorie, in all your years, did you ever attend uh, higher education or or ever want to? You see, Judo, I think the system for education is fundamentally flawed. You go to school to become a cog in the machine. But really, what you need to do is learn how to be a good leader. And the only way you could do that is out on the world, experiencing life, and coming back to tell all the youngins what's what. I mean, that makes sense to me. I didn't go to formal schooling. And, you know, I don't know that you could have majored in thieving that would have gotten you to be leader of the Thieves Guild. Yeah, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta live your life that it works out. And that's, they didn't teach you that in school. Hey, about that skeleton, where'd you find it? Inside the volcano. Our research team, well, they made it back, but their burns were so severe, there was there was nothing we could do for them. Oh, so they died? What, like one time? Well, I mean, that's that's kind of the trick, isn't it? Can any of us really die? Jen, what life are you on? I am on seven. Ooh. Ooh, getting up there. Yeah. Do you guys know... In fact, that that skeleton was Ipakome's? Uh We don't know for sure. It could have been someone that, that he took with him or, or... You get me inside that volcano, I'll tell you exactly who that skeleton is. I w I'll <laughs> too, because I am so smart. I just got to take a peek at the skeleton and I'll know. What? How? I'm the one with the dead meat necklace. That's my thing. Oh, that's all right. That got away from me. Yeah, it did. No, no, you're on a roll. I get it. You're doing great, Marjorie.
everybody, Russell here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 96 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Nepod on Twitter and D&D&Nepod on Instagram, or email us at D&D&Nepod at gmail.com. I want to say thank you to some of our patrons. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Richard. And thank you, Kiera. Thank you to all of our patrons. Thanks for supporting the show. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash dndndpod, where for as little as a dollar a month, it's just $12 a year, you can get early access to episodes, as well as some other great rewards. Go check that out if you are able to. Nearing the end of Season 3, we've got a lot of great stuff still to come, but it is wrapping up soon, or will be wrapping up soon, so we will have another DNDNDND discussion episode. Fourth D is for discussion. And if you have a question about the show and want us to discuss it, send it over to dndndpod at gmail.com with the subject line dndndnd3, and we might answer it on the show. So now is your chance to ask your burning questions. Those are always a lot of fun, so we are looking forward to that one when we get through this season. We've also got episode 100 coming up, so that will be really interesting too. Got some fun stuff planned for that. So stay tuned. I think that's it for me. So thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. It's now a good time to bring up the the chunk of space rock that I have. Mika grabs it. This is and she just like grabs it and like hurries off into a corner and (laughs) is muttering to herself. Well, that's the second thing that's been taken from me with muttering. What are you doing with it, Mika? Uh, this is this appears to contain pure cosmic energy, cosmic yeah. magic. Okay, yeah, this is incredible. This must be part of why the the Child Island Tabaxi are more inclined to to have natural sources of magic instead of learned sources of magic. Mm. They, they, the the proximity to this must affect them in in outrageous ways. Does it? Did it, is it, would it affect me in outrageous ways? This small amount of it cut off from its greater source, uh, I think it's mostly benign. Mm. Okay. As someone who's a sorcerer and therefore has like innate magic, do you feel like a little ripped off that you like you have to learn it? Nozo like puffs up his chest and is like, I have studied my entire life for the abilities that I have obtained. I believe that I have earned it more so than any of these the, the the child island folk who just stumble their way through willy nilly trying out biz bangs and whiz bams instead of focused magical energies. Hell yeah, Nozu, me too. <laughs> hey Nozo, do you have tenure yet? I was the provost before the company showed up. Oh yeah, what's that about? Cool. Alright. Here we go, everyone. I I have figured it out with my special powers that I totally remembered I had. Okay. Four times I have engaged with the great worm and four times he has turned me back. He has no interest in my motives or in that I am running out of time. I warned her something like this would happen, that some ill would befall turning away from the sun. I just never imagined this. I will make one more attempt. Must muster all my strength. I may not return. Still, I must try. I have to try to save her. If anyone finds this, the alchemical formula that will protect you from the volcano's heat is thus. One vial, quicksilver. One ounce, capsaicin powder. 23 sunflower seeds, ground. One vial, blood of a dying tabaxi. 
one of those things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, got, I was like, oh, that's, what? And then, yeah. Sunflower seeds. <laughs> Madeiras, Madeiras is the only one who can grant me the power of life. All my life has been the study of power of magic that ultimately deals death. Perhaps his demise will grant me the final power I need. The mirror, perhaps that is the key. Perhaps confronted with his opposite, the sun dragon will finally fall. What if he looks at himself in the mirror? He's gonna like lose it. I. Th- that's what I think. Noza says, "Oh, I, I, I could never figure out what the formula was. Those were, those were characters that weren't familiar to me in this in this ancient dialect." How are you not more excited? No, this is this is fantastic. I'm this just, is crazy. We can we don't have to worry about the heat of the volcano. Well, the issue though is that the only way to get blood from a dying tabaxi is someone who only has one life left. Oh. Let's find an old person. And then do what to them, Fletch? Yeah, Fletch, what's the second the grades, part of that plan? See, aren't we all... Uh, Wait, what was that, Margarine? I think you're onto something. Aren't we all dying? Yeah! Well, we're not, we're not tabaxi. Yes, but No, but like everyone, all tabaxi are technically, oh, technically... dying, you know? You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. Oh, you're saying, like, we just need to find an old one and withdraw some blood, not like it's the blood or just slits from... Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not like right? within minutes of dying. The years right? start coming and they don't stop coming. Yeah. Mm. Billy speaks up and, and she says, I, I, I don't know, guys, I think that... This is an old language. It could be interpreted a couple different ways. Uh, I, I, and with how powerful this magic is, it just everything screams sacrifice to me. Everyone always wants to jump to sacrifice. Remember the last time people jumped to sacrifice? They were wrong. That You said so yourself. I suppose that's fair. Yeah. Let's run some tests. Uh, well, we only have three days. Where are I oh, and I don't know how many sunflower seeds we have. <laughs> Fortunately, we have plenty of sunflower seeds. They grow on the north side of the island. This is Nozo talking. They grow on the north side of the island. They were one of the products that I was treating the company with to help bring them here to help us. You invited them. Well, I had to do something i i was in charge of this university the ghosts were spreading we can't keep making this magical ghost repelling pitch we're running out of supplies we we need we need funding we need travel to be open we need i had to do something what was i supposed to do well what okay what if yeah we make a batch because like all the other ingredients in this what's quicksilver though mercury oh and how much is a vial? Is that standardized? <laughs> uh, well, we have this. We have some ancient uh, antique alchemy sets, so we 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 can use one of these vials as as a test. Then I let's suppose. run three tests. So that means we'll need three vials quicksilver, three ounces capsicum powers, and sixty nine sunflower seeds. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And wait, I just realized. I maybe it's only a very small amount, but there is enough viscera and blood on me that from a dying tabaxi because this this tabaxi did not poof. It's bloated all over me. Oh my god! But is that from a dying tabaxi or from a dead tabaxi? That's a dead tabaxi. 
Well, that's one of the three tasks. Yes. When does life end? <laughs> beginning or end of splode? Yeah, exactly. That's a good call. That's a good call. So that's one test. Then we'll find an old, sick tabaxi, you know, and maybe take some of their blood. And then if neither of those two work, we still have our third test run for, you know, whatever needs to happen. Blood team. For the greater good. But the test has to happen at the volcano, though. So we have to obtain the yeah, three things. Yeah, we also have to, like, test it by doing it. Okay, well, we have some friends here who, if our test didn't work, they would just poof back. Like a sacrifice? No, 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 I meant like... Sounds like a sacrifice. I, I meant like for science. Sounds like a sacrifice. Sounds like a sacrifice. Uh, you know, Billy, Mika, could, would you try it? Because then you could just poof back. That's a sacrifice. Billy says, I think we should be looking to someone who's on their last life. And go big or go home. Yeah, says you. And she looks over at Nozo. <laughs> maybe, maybe the guy who brought the uh, malicious evil company to our doors can do some last good act. Yeah, Nozo. Damn, Nozo, getting called out. You're going to die for science. And he's like, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a good point. To maybe this isn't a sacrifice. I, I, I think that we should probably not think about how that character could also be interpreted a different way. And it might be murdered, not dying. I, I, Marjorie scooches away from I, Nozo. I, <laughs> nose goes. Nozo goes. Everybody puts their fingers on their nose. <laughs> Listen, I think we should think this through. Like, may- maybe the ghosts aren't that bad. Okay, that's it. Maybe we can learn to deal with it. You know, maybe maybe the company has something that you're that in can bargaining. Help us. Grab maybe- that cat. We'll get you to acceptance. It's fine. I grab him. Margarine is the one who grabs him. <laughs> roll, roll strength, Margarine. Tiny team. I literally didn't grab him myself because I know strength is not my strength. And then Marjorie's the one who does. I rolled a 19. Yeah, you, oh, you got him. You tackle nice. him to the ground. Ha! This dork of an academic. Oh. And yeah. I saw myself in you until you became a fucking coward. Whoa. <laughs> Guys, we're still talking about ending a person's life. I don't. That's right. I don't blame him for freaking out. All life has value. I wanted to just simply sacrifice a Get poof. his blood. You want to do a ninth life. Marjorie gets a knife out. Juno, you've been saying that nothing has value or meaning. Remember? That's your new thing. I heard what Marjorie said. I'm still working on internalizing it. I'm still exhausted by... The vagaries of existence. Someone get a bull! <laughs> <laughs> I, I pull out my drum and I take out Fluggy and put him just on my shoulder and I hold up the drum. Fluggy kind of bobbles because he's very oddly shaped now and falls off your shoulder. Oh. No, Fluggy! I catch him. I roll to catch him. <laughs> Is that Dex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dex save, I guess. Dex save? Yeah. 21. Got him. Got him. The drum falls and rolls toward Marjorie. Marjorie, you're holding Nozo down and the drum lands near you. Jen speaks up and he says, look, as much as I hate to think about what we might have to do to save our people, when this was written, we didn't have nine lives. I think it needs to be a true death. Okay, here's what we do. You know... Dark times, everyone's a little bummed out by what's going on. Oh, really? 
We have a big uh, sports tournament, and the sports are very high risk, okay? Lots of risk of injuries, possible neck breakage, whatever. And so everyone has to sign a waiver to play, and the waiver is is all binding. Like, it's legally binding, and so if you get hurt and it's like, oh, you're, you know, you're dying, well... We can't feel bad. They signed up for it and they got to die playing a fun uh, sports. Yes. That Let's actually sounds super that. fun. We have three days, so why not the first day be sending out flyers to introduce people to this tournament? <laughs> Kressel's face. <laughs> Batman transition. <laughs> Cut to you guys are standing in the uh, university arena. Perfect. Where where usually they play uh, some sort of game with a ball and nets. Not today. You've created the scenario where the university is holding this high stakes death tournament. Yeah, Nozo's like super into this, right? It, yeah, and he's he is <laughs> loving it. He's like, this is great. Did he sign up? He did not sign up. Coward. <laughs> what are the prizes? How are you going to lure people in? The magic stone. The magic rock? The magic rock. And I take my fancy cape, not my cape of bees, my fancy cape, tailor-made, and I wrap it around the stone. And so we have super magic stone. What does it do? What's your fancy cape do? I don't know. I think it's it's just just aesthetic. (laughs) It's been closed down for a long time, and now they're opening it back up. You guys have drawn a crowd with your... You're offering the prize of a magical source. You get a handful of people to show up, they are of varying ages and abilities. It's a few men, a few women, and they take up their Casasis chariots, and you guys are now watching a chariot race. There's six competitors. Hey, Fletch, you want to gamble on this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I got money on... What, what am I looking at here, Gressel? A red, a green, a blue, a yellow, an orange, and a purple. Any of them look cool? There's one that, yeah, like, is a big, tough-looking guy. What color is he? Purple. I'm purple. I'm going to go with red. 400 on greed. I'll say 400 on purple. The first lap of three goes to purple. Yeah. Boo. The second lap, red takes the lead. Hell yeah. Boo. I cast uh, <laughs> uh, Transform Terrain. <laughs> okay. And I throw just a whole bunch of trees and uh, pits and uh, raging water in the race course. I use Eye of the Storm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a literal lightning round. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have made this treacherous and yellow crashes into orange and their Casasis chariots go down. Um, red and purple and green continue to jockey for the lead. They are now trying to converge into these narrow passageways between trees and things. It is very difficult to see because of the rain. A lightning bolt crashes across the sky. Red tries to snap off a branch from a tree, and he can't. Uh, But when he's distracted, green pushes him off of his chariot. No! (laughs) Yeah! What have we done? And uh, he goes tumbling across the field coming to a standstill the race continues purple and and green jockeying for first place until ultimately across the finish line green comes out atop oh 
the dust clears, the imaginary terrain goes away, and you see the red competitor on the ground. What do you do? Run over to him. Okay. Hey! Very shallow breathing, all bruised up. Uh, he has a couple of compound fractures. Hey, what's your name? Uh, uh, Gordon. Gordon, what life are you on? This was it. Do you think you're dying? I hope not. Can you heal me, please? Uh, I look at the rest of the group. Marjorie's just trying to get Fletch to pay up. Well, okay, so he is dying right now, take right? Take the blood, take yes. the blood. He wants us to heal him, but he just lost me a lot of money, so... D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D, the shard finds a light and you uh, see that you have this reflection in this shape of this angular shape of the shard that you, is moving around as you move the frame. What do you do? I shine it in Flax's eyes. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not the door. Okay, I shine another door. <laughs>